Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we are going to talk with a resident of Katy, Texas, who is making do to try to survive Hurricane Harvey, which hit Houston over the weekend. Uh, She has an incredible tale of how that looks on the ground there. We're also going to meet Detroit's new Public Lighting Authority director to talk about public lighting in the city. And always remember, if you are headed into work or otherwise have to step away from your radio to miss today's show, you can always hear full editions of Detroit Today on our podcast. If you go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts, you can download and subscribe to Detroit Today, and you can listen to us whenever or wherever you want. Okay, first, the big election in Detroit this year is for mayor of the city, as incumbent Mike Duggan squares off against state Senator Coleman Young. But there is another citywide election with a lot at stake, and it's not receiving nearly as much attention. That is the race for city clerk. The clerk's office has a long history of struggling to conduct fair and effective elections here in the city of Detroit. Stories of polling places running out of ballots or volunteers or just sheer mismanagement of the voting process run pretty rampant nearly every election day here in Detroit. We asked both of the candidates for city clerk to come on this program to talk about why they think they are the most qualified to run elections in Detroit. We spoke with upstart challenger Garland Gilchrist a few weeks ago, and you can listen to that interview on WDET.org. We also invited incumbent city clerk Janice Winfrey to come on the program, but she declined. Because Winfrey won't come on the program, we thought it was important to look at her performance as clerk ahead of the elections this fall in lieu of an interview, which is sort of an odd way to do it, but it's the best we can do. So in studio with me now to talk about the city clerk's race and the city clerk's office, the way it performs, are two reporters who cover city government here in the city of Detroit. Nikel Terry is a reporter for the Detroit News, and Catrice Stafford is a reporter for the Detroit Free Press. Nikel and Catrice, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks Thank for having you. Me. Yeah. So let's start with just a summation of this race. Garland Gilchrist uh, was a name that most Detroiters didn't know, I don't think, before this election cycle. Uh, he was in a three-way race with Janice Winfrey and Hester Wheeler, who uh, is a very well-known name here in the city of Detroit. And he ended up coming in second. So now we have Garland Gilchrist versus Janice Winfrey. I'll say this up front. I think one of the reasons that Janice Winfrey won't come on this show and is not doing interviews elsewhere is because she thinks she's got a pretty comfortable lead. She got more than 50 percent of the vote in the primary. And I think she thinks "Eh, if I sit tight, don't say too much and sort of avoid controversy, I can slide right into re-election. I want to get both of you to react to that and then talk about what you think uh, the frame of this race looks like. Nikel, I will start with you. Um, Well, I certainly don't think that Janice Winfrey should be too comfortable. I mean, she herself uh, should know, if anyone, that uh, a sweeping victory in the primary does not always guarantee a win in the general election. Um, Let's look back at in the 2005 Detroit primary. um, She uh, ran against longtime clerk Jackie Curry, Mm -hmm. uh, and she, you know, she won. Jackie Curry won the primary with with 56 percent of the vote and. 
uh, Janice came in with 21%. Um, however, in the general election, uh, Janice Winfrey won um, and Jackie Curry lost that uh, general election. So, I mean, I think if you look at history, uh, it's, there's no guarantee here for right. Janice Winfrey. I think that she definitely needs to campaign hard um, going into the general election. And also keep in mind that Garland Gilchrist is very aggressive with his fundraising. Yes. And we all know that uh, the more money you raise, that increases you your chances your name of being out there, successful. You can get ads exactly. on I, I'll say this. I have gotten calls from people I know from two other states about Garland Gilchrist, uh, people who don't know anything about Detroit really, but work in uh, organizations that are raising money and supporting him. They have called me and said, hey, do you know this Garland Gilchrist guy? You should be uh, talking to him. You should be thinking about him. And I have never had that happen in a Detroit city clerk's race. Uh, I almost never have that happen even in uh, a Detroit mayor's race. So so there's no question that his, his name recognition on a national level is quite different than your traditional candidate. Uh, Catrice, talk about what you think the case that Janice Winfrey would make to voters about being reelected would look like. What's her What's her argument? I think Janice would argue to voters that, you know, since taking over office after Jackie Curry, she has tried to make some improvements. But it's kind of hard to forget November when we just saw so many issues across the city at the polls. You know, I was handling a lot of the phone calls coming in from residents who were just upset. But she would probably point to this past primary as a as a show of saying, hey, we've made improvements. Certainly there are still issues. Things went a little but, smoother, right? But they were a lot smoother. And as a reporter, I would say, you know, this was the first time that many people in a newsroom saw Detroit results come in quickly. Yeah. But some might say, well, is that really because of her or is that because of the new machines? Is that because of the new process that they have put in place? So I think she would point to saying that, you know, we have less issues this time around. We've been working hard. We've been out in the streets making sure voters are able to vote. But I think there's still a lot of concern. Yeah. Uh, People, I think, have, you know, long memories, of course, voters do. And if you think just back to fall of 2016, she had probably the roughest election night I've seen her have since she's she's been clerk. Let's talk about what happened then and how she's responded to it, Catrice. Well, I just remember, as I said, I was one of the reporters in the Free Press newsroom that was just taking phone calls. And, you know, at first it was just a couple phone calls. And the next thing we knew, it was just like a indulge of phone calls coming in from <laughs> voters who couldn't get ballots, couldn't get inside. Just just a plethora of issues across the board. And I think that's when we really started to see there are some serious issues at the clerk's office. Yeah. Uh, when I asked Janice about that night in November of 2016, she talks about problems with volunteers. She talks about problems with training. Uh, are those things that we should expect that the clerk should be able to do and not have to, to sort of wait to see how it plays out on election night? Or is she right that we just don't have the resources or the time to be able to get people ready for uh, for election night? Nicole? I believe that we certainly should be addressing these issues prior to elections. I don't think that we should wait until 
we have issues or, you know, an abundance of human error or uh, votes not adding up. Um, I just think that when those things begin happening, then it's just a little bit too late. Um, people in the city of Detroit are depending on their this process. They're depending on this process to be fair. They're depending on their vote to be counted. They're depending on having a city clerk in office who will, who will be held accountable and who will ensure that there is a, a fair and flawless voting process in the city. Um, and I just, you know, I just think that um, having to wait until these issues come up to say we need to make changes in how the clerk's office is run or make changes in operations, I just think that's a little bit too late. I think that these are things that we should be talking about now before elections. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Nicole Terry, a reporter with the Detroit News. Also here is Katrice Stafford. She's a reporter with the Detroit Free Press. We are talking about the race for city clerk. Detroiters in November will have a chance to choose who will be the city clerk. Will it be Janice Winfrey, who has done the job since 2005, or will it be Garland Gilchrist, an upstart who surprised people in the primary election and came in second? Janice Winfrey got more than 50% of the votes in that primary. She has refused to come on this program and some others that I know of. I think perhaps because maybe she figures she's got it all sewn up, but we are still talking about her performance as city clerk and talking about that race. We want to hear from you as well. Do you vote in Detroit? Uh, have you ever voted in Detroit? Uh, talk about your experiences uh, with that. Is it getting better? Have you seen progress in the way that uh, that voting goes here in Detroit? Are you happy with the performance of the city clerk? Think about the improvements she's made to the voter rolls here in Detroit. When she got that job back in 2005, we had a lot, a lot of people on the rolls who either didn't live here anymore or maybe weren't living at all. She's done a good job. I think everyone would agree at paring that role down to just the people who actually are eligible who live here in the city of Detroit. What changes do you think need to happen with Detroit's voting systems now? Do you think Janice Winfrey is in a position to make those changes or do you think we need a change? 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page Put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we will work your uh, comments into the conversation. Uh, also, uh, also remember you can always listen to this show later and continue the conversation. You can go to Facebook or Twitter then. We'll always keep trying to update uh, the shows for you here on WDET. Uh, Catrice and Nicole, I want to I want to ask about this voter roll issue. Um, uh, that is one of the things that, as I said, Janice gets a lot of credit for, and I think deservedly so. Um, uh, what are some of the other things that people say they need to improve? I mean, now that we've fixed that problem, what are the other problems that we have? Uh, in in Detroit. Catrice, go ahead. Well, I think one thing that Garland Gilchrist has been kind of successful at is putting out his platform and saying that 
he really wants to hire younger, more, t- <clears throat> excuse me, more tech savvy individuals. And, you know, Garland's background is in information, it is in technology. And I think that's one of his strong suits that we've seen shine through as this election is underway. He's really talked about, you know, the things he wants to do in terms of improving the technology. Um, I moderated one uh, debate amongst different clerk candidates. And one thing that he was really honing in is, the clerk's office needs more technology. There's no excuse. They need to have more computers. They need to have more individuals who understand how to work these items. And I think that's something that a lot of people would agree with. I think that's one of the issues that is continuing to hold back the clerk's office is the lack of technology and the individuals who know how to use that. Yeah. Uh, is that a money problem, Nikhil Terry, or is that also about organization and planning and leadership in the clerk's office? I think that it could be more so about organization and planning. I think that if you allocate the resources you have in the right direction, then I think it can work. I think that if you you find out what you need to be a successful department and you you put the money toward those things, um, I think that it's definitely possible. Yeah. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313 313- Five seven seven one zero one nine. Let's go to John in Holly. John, welcome to Detroit today. I'm very disappointed with uh, the lack of integrity of Winfrey because uh, I worked to, to collect eight thousand signatures on a referendum so that the people could vote on this ridiculous sellout on the Illich Hockey Arena, and she refused to accept the petitions as required by the charter. The charter says it's a two-step process. You file them, as we did. They have to canvas them and report. They never did. They just refused the petitions. And then the charter allows additional signatures to be filed. We filed an additional 8,000 signatures, and they refused to process those. So it's a total violation of her duty under the charter not just some vague uh, idea. Yeah, yeah. And that is unconscionable to prevent this being voted on by the people of Detroit. Yeah. Uh, John, uh, thanks very much for that call. Uh, I, I think what he's talking about there is that uh, she didn't certify those, uh, those signatures. Uh, it's a, a pretty specific complaint, um, but... Uh, I, I don't know what 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 uh, what do you make of what John's saying there, either of you? <laughs> I um I think John is referencing uh, the effort underway that um, he and uh, Robert Davis, who is uh, an individual who has filed dozens of lawsuits in the city of Detroit and other areas, um, him and um, uh, Robert Davis, they. Uh, went out, gathered signatures for a petition to put a vote. Uh, before Detroiters to decide whether or not to allow um, the $34.5 million in public funding to move forward in connection with the Detroit Pistons coming downtown. And as I understand, uh, they went to the clerk's office, I believe it was last week or so, and tried to turn in uh, the rest of the signatures, and they have yet, or they were turned down, I guess, in terms of being certified. So I believe a lawsuit was filed in connection with that. So that's currently underway. So it's kind of interesting that he brought that 
up as a yeah. issue. I mean, I, I hear these kinds of complaints a lot about the clerk. I hear I hear that uh, people don't feel she's very responsive, I guess, to their concerns. Is that something you hear, Nicole Terry? Yes, I have heard that from some people um, who do feel as though they're not, they don't get the response they want. The one complaint that I did hear from some voters during the primary election is that uh, these are people who are voting by absentee ballot that they feel as though there is no process for confirming that their absentee ballot has been counted when they submit it. And that was one issue that they have with her office is that um, they they submit the absentee ballot and they don't receive a receipt or any kind of confirmation. So people are, I mean, I guess, I guess when you have the issues that happened last November with Vote, total, vote totals not matching up. You have people who are now concerned, was my vote counted? Was When I send my absentee ballot in, is it being counted? Right. Um, so I think that's one issue that they are having with our office and looking to get some sort of response on yeah. that. Yeah. And in, in 2016, that was one of the real problems with, uh, with the vote tally was that there were quote-unquote, unrecountable votes, which is different from saying that the votes didn't count in the first place, but uh, I, I think it's something that, that concerns people uh, nonetheless, that the idea that uh, that their votes might have been disqualified if there had been a recount. Let's go to Ricardo in Detroit. Ricardo, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning. Thank yeah. you for taking my call. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Um, I was leaving out of the store last week, and I saw the cover of the Michigan Chronicle, and it had Janice Winfrey's uh, face on the cover, and the headline says, please judge me by my entire record, not November 2016. Uh-huh. And I think the problem with many politicians is they make these uh, these bad decisions or these bad moves, and they want to, and, and they want to isolate this one bad decision from their entire career, but this is a part of your career, and it's only progressively gotten worse over the years. I think the fact that she refused to come on your talk show is very telling that she is very unresponsive and she's very comfortable in her position because she represents that old mindset of politics in Detroit, and where Detroit is headed, she's not there. She's stuck in the days of Jackie Curry and the days of of politics of the past, and unfortunately, uh, Detroit voters are not gonna are not gonna let up on. I mean, that was a major; those were major concerns that were presented by that election yeah. that uh, basically bore down on her office. And and I mean, Detroit is public public officials have to be held responsible for the decisions and the sure. mistakes that happen under their watch. And and so, uh, Ricardo, it sounds like you've already made up your mind about who you're going to cast your vote for uh, in November. I but yeah. I think she's absolutely, I think Detroiters have had enough. Thanks, thanks very much for the call and, and for making that point. I hear that from a lot of folks in Detroit right now. Joanne in Detroit, you're up next. Uh, yes, hi. I just wanted to say that... Um, well, I don't vote absentee here because I'm concerned about my vote getting counted. I just want to say in terms of responsiveness, I must say that Janice Winfrey called me back faster than any other elected official that I know. But this was after I went down to city council and I expressed my concern about problems with the Department of Elections and that my vote may not be properly counted. 
And then I suggested that we invite the Carter Senator Center from Atlanta, Georgia, to come monitor the elections because they do national and international monitoring. Sure. That night I had to call from Janice Winfrey. Is that right? Well, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Well, so Joanne, that's a really that's a really different kind of experience with the, with the clerk. So uh, I appreciate your calling and and making that point. Uh, let's go to Natalie in Detroit. Natalie, welcome to Detroit today. Hi. Hey, Natalie. Go ahead. Hello. I think it's time for Janice Winfrey to leave. She's become a politician. Uh, she does not have the people at heart here. Um, Janice Winfrey, when I go to vote, these are the things that irritate me the most. The lack of the professionalism that the workers have. Uh, when you give them their ID, I've had workers look at my ID. Wow, you're that age? <laughs> you know, embarrassing me. In, you know, I don't want someone to know my information. Yeah. Then they'll set your ID down on the table, and I've asked them if you could pick up my ID. I don't want anyone to see that. So they lack professionalism, and uh, I think they need to set up a system when they take your ID that it will be private. They can yeah. put it in a little box or something, it's write your information idea. down. But yeah. they're lacking professionalism. And also, people, don't forget, um, Janice Winfrey got, came into office because she was, unha- she was ha- dissatisfied with the way Jackie Curry sure. ran things. And she's, she's forgotten. She's going down the same path as Jackie Curry yeah, when Jackie I, Curry was I in office. A lot of, so it's I hear a lot of people new- say that, Natalie, and I, I appreciate your calling and saying that. Um, uh, before I let you guys go, I want to ask about whether we're going to see a debate between Janice Winfrey and Garland Gilchrist before November. Uh, have you heard anything about one? I haven't. No, heard I haven't either. And I think that may be part of this this weird strategy that she seems to have, which is to not be out too actively campaigning uh, and maybe thinking that, that she's got this sewn up. Okay, Nikel Terry, reporter with the Detroit News, Katrice Stafford, reporter with the Detroit Free Press. Thank you both for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, up next, we're going to talk to a survivor of Hurricane Harvey who is in Texas. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Mm-hmm.